We are going to have a chat now. We're heading up to Canberra, I'm presuming, um, to chat with Stephanie Helm from The Vintner's Daughter. Good morning. Welcome to the show. And uh, we're interested to, to hear the uh, the story of Steph Helm. You, um, you've been making wine for quite some time. So your dad is Ken Helm from Helm Wines. Um, but uh, you first made wine and it won an award when you were 13 years old. Yes, um it was actually, I think I made my first one when I was nine, actually. But um, then... It yeah, just took a while to just win a lazy nine. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, won at the local um, show down here, the trophy for Best Cabernet. So um, that was quite exciting as a 13-year-old. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, I guess, unusual. But for me, it always felt very normal. I grew up on a winery and mm. I just learn how to make wine. I suppose like other people growing up on farms might learn how to drive tractors or such. That was just it for me. It's, it's really cool. Um, have you won any awards since um, launching The Vintner's Daughter? Yeah, we've, um, there was a fair bit of pressure, I'd say, being my father's daughter to, um, yeah, to, to keep up the sort of um, reputation, I suppose. And so um, our first Riesling, which was in 2015, actually ended up winning um, Best Riesling at the WineWise Small Vignerons, um show. So that was, um, I'd say, probably more of a relief than excitement because, as I said, there was yeah, a fair bit of expectation on um, on what I'd produce. Yeah. And Steph, it's, it's Richo here. I'd like to go back. So your first wine that you won a trophy with, an award with, was yep. a Cabernet. And I've certainly had a lot of the Helm Cabernets and the Reserve Cabernets over the years. But people don't generally think of Cabernet as a sort of Canberra kind of thing. So what's your response to that? Because I reckon you can get some real crackers. Yeah, you absolutely can. And I think, um, I think that perception probably comes from the way the climate was here sort of, you know, early on in the 80s and such when, you know, the grapes were a little bit harder to ripen. Um, We've actually seen that again this year with the sort of La Nina pattern coming through. It's been a lot harder to a much longer ripening period. Um, And so I think that was sort of a bit of a perception back then. But now, you know, we generally find we're picking the Cabernet around the same time as the Shiraz. They, They actually... Yeah, ripen all sort of towards the end of March, we're usually done. Um, and that's, you know, when we have those really lovely, um, dry, sort of um, warm autumns that really let us ripen those grapes now. So, yeah, yeah I think definitely the climate changing has made Cabernet much more um, sort of feasible. And, yeah, you make some really fantastic wines here from a, in this region. Yeah, and I mean, even... You know, some of your uh, neighbours like Clonakilla, you know, making the Kiel Toria, which is Grenache, Shiraz, Mavet. I mean, people wouldn't think of Canberra as that, but Canberra's not just one thing, is it? No, I think we, we're we really lucky in that I think we have so many varieties that do fantastically here. We um, Here at the Vintner's Daughter, we've just started making um, a Pinot, so we grafted some Pinot Noir over in... Um, when we first arrived and made our first one in 2017. And um, it, it would be probably one of our like most popular wines. It just flies mm. off the shelf. Awesome. Um, yeah, and so and there's lots of people doing a lot of Italian varieties. We've just planted a new vineyard um, with some Sangiovese as well because yeah. we've been finding some really great Sangiovese mm. down here. Um, it's just really trying to find the fruit that's the problem yeah. in Canberra at the moment. There's so much demand for it. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's sort of planting their own. Um, Steph, we, uh, we've got um, listeners can text in um, a question and uh, our listener, Christopher, has um, 
He said he loves um, Shiraz Viognier and he's keen to hear about your Shiraz Viognier. Yeah, so that is obviously one of the flagships of this district. And as you said, our neighbours, um, Corner Killer, make a pretty famous version. It's all right. So being next door, we obviously wanted to um, have a go at that as well. And we, um, we're the third owners of our little um, vineyard here. So my husband, Ben, and I purchased the property 2015. Um, and we had Shiraz and Viognier already growing here from planted in the 90s, so really nicely established vines. Um, I make it probably in a little bit more of a robust style than, than some others in the district. So there's um, a lot of skin contact I do both um, pre- and post-fermentation. I just really love all the colour and tannin and flavours you can get out of that skin contact. So... Um, it ends up with a pretty sort of deep, dark wine, which yeah, I, I really love, and um, yeah, it seems to seems to have done pretty well. Oh, well, uh, it's important to make wine, you know, which is a reflection of you and your style. So, I mean, there are a bunch of different sort of co-ferments down in the region, and I think they're all valid because you know you've got to make a wine that you want to drink, right? Exactly, and I think it would be pretty boring if we all made the same wine. Oh, so, I mean, that's... Uh... <laughs> absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back. I was just having a bit of a look at your website. Now, I'm a, a Canberra boy, born and bred. Uh, I went to ANU. I know you went to ANU too. But during my travels through New Zealand, um, I did see a lot of the, the little sheep leaf plucking and doing all the vineyard work. You've got a few sheep doing a bit of work in your vineyards too, right? Yeah, so that's something um, that we kind of came up with during during lockdown actually we're right. sort of you know you're starting to um with the cellar door being closed we started to sort of look at the other aspects of the business a bit more closely and yep. something we've been wanting to do is to um get away from using herbicides in the vineyard so i started looking into those um small sheep so um baby, baby doll sheep, sheep. Yeah. That's this. um and mm-hmm. there's not they're very hard to come by in australia um, I was very lucky to find a fantastic breeder. It was only 30 minutes down the road from me. Which, um, yeah, so we've actually become quite quite good friends now. And um, I've yeah, got a little little flock that we're breeding up. And oh, yeah. hopefully we'll just have them through the whole vineyard. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really cute, but they actually do a great job. And, I mean, I suppose, you know, talking to a lot of wine growers about using less chemicals and what can you do to improve vine health and, and soil health, you know, that's a pretty natural exactly. way to do things, yeah. Yeah, they've, you know, it also cuts down on the, you know, machinery through the vineyard as well. So, mm. you know, less um, mowing and such. And so... Um, yeah, a little bit easier on the soils and, and preventing that soil compaction. Well, so, and emissions yeah. and you know cost of fuel and all that stuff at the moment. Exactly. Bonkers. Yeah, when I um, I sort of did a little business case and kind of when I presented it to my part, business partner, who's my husband, um, <laughs> he, he couldn't say no when he when I sort of had did the figures. It was um, yeah. a kind of a no brainer. Yeah, good. Of course, this is your business partner who's also the viticulturalist. So you're yes. <laughs> This is the winemaker saying, I'm going to put sheep into your, your paddocks out there. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yes, the, the lines are often blurred. <laughs> um, so when people come to Canberra, they can come and visit because uh, I've, I've been to your cellar door. It's a cool little tasting experience. And um, um, I think it was actually your husband who did the tasting that day. So um, uh, you, how often are you open? Is it just weekends or is it during the week as well? Yep, so um, we're up on weekends and, yeah, it is often my um, husband running the cellar door. So we've got two two kids and so it's often the sort of 
battle about trying to open um, Celador and look after them. Um, so on Fridays is sort of my day um, running the, the Celador. So we sort of call it the meet the winemaker day. So you yeah, can absolutely. pretty much come on a Friday and awesome. um, I'll be there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you'll... Um, Ben does a fantastic tasting and um, he's a bit of a character himself, so it's a fun time. Oh, I think having run a couple of cellar doors, I think punters love when they get the opportunity to chinwag with the bloke who grew the grapes or the person, the girl who made the wine. Or It's such an authentic experience that you can only get in little wineries. That's it, and I think we, we, we really enjoy it. That's always been our priority has been um, the cellar door, which is why we don't actually, well, we don't make huge volumes and so it can be quite hard to track down our wines outside of the cellar door particularly um given sort of challenges the region's had over the last few years so um yeah we really we really love it and really try to make it a really great experience for people um we've got some museum releases at the moment because we are bottling in a couple of weeks that we haven't had to um yeah, we, we've run out of a lot of our wines, and so we've started looking in our personal cellar and, and pulling out a few of them for people, which is also um, a nice thing to do. Yeah, definitely is. Um, yeah, because the seasons, and um, you had fires, didn't you? Or was it um, more just so the we had the smoke taint yeah. from from the fires, so um, pretty much the whole region lost you know most of the crop in 2020, um, mm. and so we're still feeling the impacts of that now because we'd obviously be releasing our 2020 reds now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but we've doubled, Ben and I have doubled production this year, so um, hoping we'll be able to sort of get back on track um, yeah. and have some really great vintages. That sounds good. And So the yields were good for you this year in Canberra? Yeah, they were good, actually. Um, 2021 wasn't as big a yield as we were expecting and I think we probably um, didn't think about the effect of the drought on on the vines because there's been quite a severe drought here obviously when we had those fires as well um, and so the vines I think just hadn't quite recovered from that but this year yeah we've had really great yields and we've also sourced a little bit of fruit from hilltops as well so um, we're making a few wines with fruit from there. So there's plenty of great reasons to visit Canberra now, you know, because having grown up in the town, there wasn't a lot going on in mm. the 80s, to be honest, if you weren't, you know, a public servant or a politician. But now there's great bars, there's great restaurants, you've got breweries or distilleries. Where else are we going to go visit when we come to see, obviously we'll come to the Vintner's Daughter first up in Murrumbayman <laughs> there. Where are we going next? Where else should we visit, Steph? I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, we're on Canberra's um, doorstep, which is great, but Moran Bateman's really developing a little um, destination sort of uh, vibe about it now as well. Yep. We've got a hotel in the in the village, which ah, is, cool. a, um, right. and is nice, and they actually um, rent out bikes, and we've, ah, cool. the council's just put in a bike trail, um, a winery bike trail, so it's to connect up the winery so you can cycle ah. through um, the vineyards as well, and it comes right to our door, which is, is lovely. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and and there's also a company that hire electric bikes, and um, that, I know they've taken. The I'd be doing that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Had um, a couple who came in and they said they'd ridden out to my dad's, and his is six kilometres off the highway. Yeah, so that's I was a bit like, of a wow. Um, and then they said they had the electric bikes, and I was like, oh, that makes <laughs> a lot more sense. <laughs> 
Um, and so there's lots of little things popping up uh, sort of around as well. We've got a fantastic um, chocolatier here as well, Robin Rowe Chocolate. So yeah, when you sort of um, had your fill of wine, there's some, a nice way to end is to pop over to Robin Rowe Chocolates and um, have a coffee or and some of those beautiful um, yeah chocolates. She's actually just used our sparkling Chardonnay in one of um, one of hers. So Yasmin, the lady that um, runs that um, store now, has um, done a little partnership with us, um, Lake George Winery and um, Four Winds, and has made some chocolates with our fortified, their fortified Shiraz, a gin, and then our um, sparkling. So yeah, that's cool. A, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So we all sort of work together here, which is nice. Yeah, that, that's good. It does feel like that as a region that everyone's sort of, you know, we, we often say, you know, holding hands, you know, which is, is good as opposed to thinking that everyone's a competitor for the business. Yeah, definitely. And I think that became really apparent um, given the, the challenges that we've all faced together. So that smoke taint and there's been hail through um, quite a few vineyards as well. And I think in a way that sort of, made us a little bit closer because we all know exactly how we all each other feels, you know, mm. and, and we've all been very supportive and, and trying to source fruit for those that have been affected as well. So, yeah, it's been nice to see. Mm. Great. Excellent. Well, Steph, we must come and, um, uh, come and visit. And, I can't uh, wait to get back down there, yeah. Get up there up and there. Uh, get to go and, yeah, explore um, Murrum Bateman. Um, yeah, can do Rather Glen on the way maybe or the way back or something. <laughs> Um, oh, for me, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds perfect. Yes. Well, uh, Steph, enjoy the, the weekend, and uh, oh, sounds like you're probably off cellar door duty today. So, or... Yeah, we'll probably draw straws, but <laughs> <laughs> the kids usually usually um, want me, so we'll have to work on that in the future. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you, and um, it, uh, yes, good luck with uh, with um, you know the. The next couple of vintage vintages, vintages to try and um, backfill that gap from 2020, yeah. hey? Yeah, thank you very much. It's All been right. great to talk to you both. Thanks. Thanks, Steph. Okay.